Welcome to Occasionally Awesome. I'm Nick Youssef. I'm Kevin Christie. You're back for the intro. That's <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, I've just been doing them on my own. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, no one missed you. No, it's <laughs> probably not a thing. The people that are listening are like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The people that probably don't fast forward to the intro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I imagine is very common. <laughs> we could, we should keep ours pretty short, though. Yeah. 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 I've yeah. been listening to like a couple podcasts lately just because I've been traveling so much. And. I'll fa- just automatically fast forward through the intro and it's not even because I don't like the intro to that podcast because I haven't listened to enough of it. I just, it's an automatic thing I do. Yeah. So I must imagine everyone, they just yeah. go, oh, they're going to talk about some bullshit. Yeah. And let's just get to the part where yeah, where I, I hear the subject or, or a guest. Like, I don't need new sheets or a mattress, so let's just yeah, get yeah, through yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't need a Squarespace. Stamps.com. Stamps, yeah. <laughs> None of which are sponsors, so don't listen to that. Please fast forward to that part. Go back, listen yeah. to it a second, and then fast forward to yeah. now. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Uh, there's not a lot to talk about, actually, intro-wise. Uh, I don't have anywhere to be except for Lake Tahoe again. Jeez, you love it there. The, I don't know, they keep sending me there. Buy a cabin. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not like I'm not begging, knocking their door down. They just go, "Hey, you want to go again?" I'm like, uh, "Yeah, go sure. on vacation, basically, sure, and do comedy and get paid." Yeah, especially right now, it must be lovely, dude. It's the best. Yeah, yeah. When during the start, winter, when does oh, it start to get cold there? Right now, it's kind of it's in the 50s during the day, 30s at night, or late. That's kind of nice, though. Yeah, that's not too bad. That's like great it, temperature to like go on a hike. Yeah, you put on like a sweater. Yeah, go on a hike, like something yeah. like a light layer. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and like bike riding or whatever other outdoor stuff is still totally doable. And then probably in the next month, it starts getting like it's snowing, it's yeah. like raining, it's just like fucking miserable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, last year I went there Christmas week and it was actually pretty, like a snowy Christmas was actually cool. Yeah. But I prefer it like summer. But either way, uh, October 12th through 16th, I'm at the improv. Come see me. Um, those of you who I know no one lives there but if you're gonna be there <laughs> that's not true people live there um, but yeah if you live there or you're gonna be in town and you wanna get away from family there's a lot of families that go there so get away from your dumb parents and come see me at the improv fuck you dad uh, come see yeah, me screw you, you mom go to a comedy show I'm a rebel guitar sound um, yeah thank you to the people who've been watching Masters of Sex and saying things that are nice mm-hmm. you guys saw my ass last week so that's fun <laughs> or no, two weeks ago. Yeah. So that very few of you said anything or posted pictures. So I appreciate that. That's funny. <laughs> well, now they're gonna, you know. Ah, it's not even that. It the, wasn't worth it. The fact that you said that, someone's gonna go screen grab that and Ugh. and tag it at Kevin G Christie <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram is what they might do if yeah. given the proper information, which they just were. <laughs> They'd have to go back. Yeah, but um, yeah. So that thanks guys. It's to go to Showtime.com. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure Showtime wouldn't make it available on their site. I know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, keep watching. That's nice, and uh, that's it. I'm making a new pin. Oh really? Yeah. What's it gonna say? It's a secret. Come dumpster. Yep. <laughs> on a, on the side of a dumpster, <laughs> written in white, like come, come dumpster, written in come on a dumpster. Yeah. Uh, yeah, making a new one. Um, there are other ones. The old ones are still up there. Get those before I burn them. No, there's uh some left. I made little pens. I made stickers. Ooh. Um, they're all very cheap. They're just fun little things. So go grab one. If you buy one thing, you get another thing free. How's that sound? 
good um, business plan. Yeah. Because uh, they're all small, and I can carry them around with me on the road and shit. Yeah. Uh, and then the new pins will come out, and then I'll probably do a thing where if you buy the new one, you get like the old one for a while, half off. Yeah. Something, something like that. But yeah, nickyusef.com. Go do that. Go check that out. And then I'll be somewhere in December. Uh, I can't say. I can't say yet. Oh, so, okay. But it's uh, on the, in the western half of the United States. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, I could be more specific. I just don't want to. But I'll post the I'll post that gig when when I when it goes on sale. Um, oh, and then I'm also working on coming to Minneapolis. By the way, so I'm talking to a venue right now. And if you live there or anything and you have like a venue that you know would be great or like would be anywhere from 75 to 150 seats, I could just do like one night that's not a comedy venue. uh, Let me know because um, I want to have a couple of options and I've never done stand up in Minneapolis. People keep telling me to go there. So I'm like, why wait to go do a comedy club? I'll just do like a one night gig. Um, I know a couple of people who live there. I can go. To stay with them, visit, do a show, um, and then I'm gonna like book a couple other ones around there. So if you are in the in in Minneapolis, know of venues, uh, contact at nickyusef.com. Um, let me know what you know so I can get there and do it. That about covers it. Yeah. This episode we haven't done one of these in a while. Let me rack up. Yeah, rack up. I feel like it's been two months. You're about to get wrecked with Rex. <laughs> um, it's like the weirdest. Your life's not, about to get changed all over your face. Yeah, it's the weirdest, not helpful threat in the world. This is just some locker room talk, you guys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's I, not a big deal. I'm going to threaten you <laughs> with things that you might like. Okay, yeah. <laughs> thanks. Uh, yeah, we did one two. Yeah, two months ago. Yeah. I don't remember what we recommended. <laughs> I know it's not any of the things I'm about to. Yeah, I don't. I think. Yeah, me, me neither. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's a few fun things you might uh, like to have in your life, hopefully. <laughs> if you do, be like, fuck yeah. If you're like, there's a better version of that, let us know that too. We're always about improving ourselves. Um, <laughs> sometimes you have to tell people that. They go, yeah. sometimes they go, hey, I wanted to tell you about this. And it's like, just say so. Like, just, I'm not, what just, am I going to yell at you? Just say it. Like a scream at you for being like. It's always struck me as a funny sentence when people go, "I wanted to tell you." You're like, "You're doing it." Yeah, now right you're now. doing it. Just do it then. I wanted to say, just say it. Yeah, my new favorite. I think I've said this before. Is when someone will see you at a show and then four minutes later send you a, a message going, "Hey, I wanted to say hi, but I don't know." So hey, you're like, "Hey, good job." You're like, you, "You're." I know you're probably walking like, your car right now. I you don't can, know what to say to this. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, I don't know, it's like shyness or... You have to be like, next time, do it! And you have to, and I if do. You, if you don't use an exclamation point, you're yeah. like a dickhead. Yeah, I go, dude, it's always okay to say hello. Yeah. Like all the time. Unless you're on the crapper. Yeah, I mean, except for obvious right. private situations. If I'm crying in public, leave me alone. <laughs> I saw someone crying. <sighs> yeah. I, was, uh, I was like on the corner of Hillhurst and Franklin, and a, a lady was... It, was, was a yoga studio closed? No. Oh. <laughs> Was, was a juice shop out of beats? Sitting on the corner <laughs> crying at yeah. night. Okay. I was driving over from the comedy store and then a, and a dude walked up to her, sat next to her, and then gave her his shoes. Wow. And I was like, where did she walk away from barefoot? 
Yeah. And I was just like, man, I never see people crying. Like, what happened? Yeah. What happened to her shoes? To yeah. Where- and then she ran away from that place? Yeah. And then he cry? gave her his shoes. It was a whole thing. Uh, yeah. Then I stopped thinking about it until just now. Yeah. And now I can't stop thinking about it. Right. And it was probably <laughs> over some bullshit, like a, a slutty Facebook message that he wrote to somebody. Yeah. Huh. Um, my first recommendation is not fun. Uh, it's a diet that I'm sort of on. Really? Yeah. I have started eating in oh. reference to a book <laughs> that is a New York Times bestseller. Okay. It's called Clean Eats. Okay. Clean it Eats. It is basically book. a cookbook. It is by Alejandro Younger, who's an MD. So it's all tacos and burritos. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Over 200 delicious recipes to reset your body's natural balance and discover what it means to be truly healthy. <laughs> yeah, it's not right. <laughs> no, um, um, again, first wait, of so all, it's about, it also says here, depression, anxiety, all these other mental health things. Alejandro, which I haven't read the book, and I don't cook the food. Wait, so you're it. recommending this thing? And you no, even... I, but I've been eating it for like oh, okay. close to three weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you've noticed a difference. Here's what I notice. <laughs> I don't, you know what, I, I don't... I don't need n- to sleep anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I've been awake for three weeks. Yeah. Um, what I notice, A, I've lost some weight. How much? I'd say probably three or four pounds. Okay. Uh, that said, I have been playing a lot more tennis. Maybe you've been playing tennis because this diet's given you the energy to play tennis. I just love playing tennis. And Maybe Kirk's they're... Fox has been more available. Oh, okay. Well, that's, um, that's that. Then. So... But Kurt I, Fox is my new diet. Then I'm gonna go. Yeah, hey, it's man, a great diet. Let's hang out. Um, what I notice is I don't notice. I don't feel the food I ate after I eat it. Does that make sense to you? Yes, that's when you eat well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're not like oh yeah. yeah. Or, I yeah. don't like feel. I don't like like an hour after I had the food. I'm not like Ugh. like yeah. I don't feel it. Like you I just die. kind of. I just kind of am alive and like I don't feel the food doesn't seem to affect me in any negative way. Interesting. Does that, you know what I'm saying? I totally hear what you're saying. And I have to, the food so far has been good. Like I uh, don't, I don't feel myself not enjoying it while I eat it. Uh, again, to be clear, I don't cook any of it. The girlfriend cooks it because I can't cook. But according to her, it's not hard to cook it. Okay. It initially she seems to it seemed like initially it took a minute to like get all the right ingredient stuff so to have all that stuff on hand and it was I will say it was a little expensive yeah I'm looking at the options here it says if you go to by the way cleanprogram.com is what I'm looking at for our you listeners and go under programs there's a 7 day and a 21 day what does that mean uh, well that I think he does like a cleanse but this is just a cookbook we're using oh this is just for like just for it's just, just a for, recipe book for recipe, but okay, you right. can't. He does have other books. The ones like well, he does like a cleanse eating thing too. We're not doing that. Oh, oh yeah, this is for the cleanse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where's yeah. the fucking the book info? Clean eating. Yeah, dot, clean eating Magno. I think he's like massive, and I think my friend John Bronson knows him. Wow, so he's the new guy. He's the new. I think well, because it's very like guy. it's it's like no gluten, no dairy, no refined sugar. 
It's just like the stuff that's not the no stuff that's gluten. Like, yeah, the stuff so, that's like hard to digest, basically. Right. But it seems like the way I've been doing it, it's like not completely cutting things out, but just like avoiding them as much as possible. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I like that this in this description guide doesn't give you any information on what the no, diet because he wants you be. to buy everything. <laughs> but you're supposed to buy it on like no info. Well, the book. I mean, I guess you could buy the recipe book. Yeah. Yeah. The book has something for everyone, from paleo to vegetarian. That was a review from Examiner.com. But I don't. I feel less shitty. I will say that. So, like, do you have just less shitty or just more energy or, like, your your? I guess, you, think you know, clearly I mean, or, when I think about it, I probably have a little more energy. I don't know. I don't, like, I've noticed I don't talk about being tired as much. Right. And I just don't feel, like I, like I said, I don't feel the food I eat. Because huh. I usually make very bad, rash food decisions oh, yeah. where it's just... Those are the best. I've run out of... They're the best. I've run out of time. <laughs> we did an episode on it last yeah. week. <laughs> I, I don't have time. I'm near a thing. It's just the food that's right there. Yeah. You're I, like, I have no choice but to eat in and out Yeah. Like, it's like that. <laughs> and I have broken the diet a few times while being on it. But and is it, that a lot... And does the book say anything like, look, this isn't like a fucking strict, don't ever have a cheat day type thing? No, it doesn't seem like it. It's just like, hey, don't... Like, avoid this shit because it's kind of hard to digest. This, this food is not like the kind of food you're supposed to be digesting on a regular basis. Right. Like it just doesn't go through you right, I guess. Does it have any sort of like, hey, if you're in a pinch, here's something you can eat that incorporates all this like out in the world? It's mostly like... Or do you it, have to... It's all you have to eat at a home. No, Make it's it mostly home. just like if you're hungry and out in the world, it's like, and you, and you need something just to shove in your face, it's like fruit. Fruit, nuts, things like that. Right. Just like shit that doesn't have a lot of extra processed food, processed ingredients seems to be the thing to avoid. But I I do have to be honest, initially getting all the stuff to have in the house was kind of expensive because it was like, you want to get stuff that's all organic. So it's like buying vegetables at a farmer's market Uh and like food at a farmer's market is so goddamn expensive. Right. Like it's fucking shocking. But so just getting like all the stuff initially was not super cheap. But then once we, it seems like once we had all the stuff, now it's like cheaper than going out by far. Like it's back to that like normal cost of cooking at home, maybe like a slightly more, but still way less expensive than eating out. Clean Eats book. Yeah. Available on Amazon, hardcover and Kindle. Yeah. Over 200 delicious recipes to reset your body's natural balance and discover what it means to be truly healthy. That's what I have. There's tacos in here. There's all kinds of stuff. So in oh, in Clean, he provided a... So he wrote another book called Clean. Mm-hmm. Provided a life-changing program to aid common ailments resulting from toxins in the standard American diet and chemical-filled environments. Now his in-demand recipes are available in Clean Eats, a cookbook that takes the program straight to the kitchen. So it's all based <laughs> off the stuff in the book Clean. Yeah. And like things that are what's wrong with food and things to avoid. And these are all recipes. He kind of says that it. most chronic illnesses start in your stomach about like based a lot in what you eat. Really? Which I don't know. 
whether you suffer from digestive problems, depression, or anxiety, unwanted pounds, or simple than or simply less than stellar health. Doctor Younger Younger provides recipe ideas that can help build your health from the inside out. Huh. Yeah. Sounds a little gimmicky. Yeah, the the curing depression. When any anytime someone says like there's a food related thing to curing depression, I'm like, eh. well, yeah. Anytime a diet says it can cure just six or seven things, yeah. they're just like mm, all of them. I mean, I know there are lots of diseases that are based in and around what you eat. Yeah, but yeah, and it's just yeah. I don't. Know. I'm more looking to just not look as shitty and feel as shitty. Yeah. Which so far that has happened. Yeah, if it's like healthy foods, like yeah. the actual ingredients, and then it'll do those two things for you, then like great. And it doesn't seem wacky, like you know, the way paleo does a little bit, or like Atkins, where you're like you're still yeah. eating like normal shit. There's still like it still feels like normal food. Like there's potatoes and things like that. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not extreme because those yeah. are the diets that are just set up to fail. Where well, they, they go, also like, those diets seem to like. You lose weight, but then they offset, like, your cholesterol goes up, or, like, the eating is just kind of off. It's too much of one thing, it seems like. Yeah, your like. body is not getting the balance of, like, you know, things it needs. Yeah. They'll just be like, only eat light green and brown things. Yeah. That's the diet. You're like, what? Forever? <laughs> it always what? reminds me of that sketch on SNL, the morning latte sketch, when Seinfeld was hosting, uh-huh. which the morning latte sketches were some of my favorite, because it was Sherry O'Terry and Will Ferrell as, like, a morning talk show host. Oh, the giant cups of coffee. Yeah, the giant and cups yeah. of coffee. And they're just wired. And <laughs> they're super exciting. wired, and the show's always, like, at the bottom of the ratings. Yeah. But Jerry Seinfeld's a guy whose diet's called the realm and he's like is it like the zone he's like no it's the realm he's like well what can you eat he's like meat and fruit he's like and then, but then Will Ferrell just keeps going what about calzones he's like no no it's just meat and fruit <laughs> yeah that's funny but yeah so far I feel alright that's good so eat it people um I mean I miss I will you know what I haven't come close to melting down that many times. Really? I melted down. I wouldn't even call it a meltdown. It was more just, it was the meltdown I had when I, I went to In-N-Out Burger last week. It was not <laughs> yeah. related to the diet. I was just in a terrible mood. And I was like, I'm right. going to fucking In-N-Out Burger. Yeah. Like it wasn't. Nothing's going to fucking stop. Man. It had nothing to do with hunger or the diet at all. It was, a, that was, it was pure emotion. Right. Yeah. But I haven't, uh, I haven't had a lot of trouble with it. And I have very shitty willpower when it comes to food. Yeah, I do too sometimes. Yeah. My first one is something you can use to wash down all the delicious recipes from Clean Eats. It's my favorite, and I the reason I brought it up is because I've been in Texas for the last four days, is Topo Chico mineral water. Whoa. So everyone now, I always bring it up for two reasons. A, it, they sell it like everywhere in fucking Houston. Oh. And B, everyone's into LaCroix right now. LaCroix sucks dicks. LaCroix, LaCroix, La suck my dick, you LaCroix overrated sucks. bullshit water. It only smells good and tastes like nothing. It, but yeah, it barely tastes like something. It tricks you. And it's just like, it's, it's just, I don't know, it's probably another like gimmick thing, but it's no different than like fucking Pellegrino or any of these other things. Ugh. And they're like, oh, it tastes great and it has zero, no. zero of everything. Like it has zero of everything, but it doesn't taste great. That's not true It at doesn't all. taste great at all. The Topo Chico is just straight up mineral water. And what's great is it's not too minerally, it's not too subtle either. So it's just like, tastes kind of like slightly fizzy water. It's not too salty. Some mineral water can taste like kind of salty. Right. Um, 
and it's um, not expensive. It's made in Mexico, so it's bottled in Monterey, Mexico. Fun. And it's fucking delicious. It's my favorite mineral water. Is mineral water bad for your teeth, like enamel-wise? Ow. This opening this bottle is bad for my hand. The yeah, that doesn't on. look like a twist-off. Do you have a bottle opener? Nope. No not way. Anywhere, not anywhere close. I might oh. go get one in the kitchen. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. Okay. I'll be back. <laughs> The thing I feel towards mineral water, very popular right now amongst uh, white people. And so everywhere you go, I'll be at a, at a restaurant near around and whatever. Everyone's so super horny to like give you mineral water. And I think it, yeah, everyone's super horned up for mineral water and it sucks. It's not good. It's not a soda alternative. Iced tea is way more delicious than mineral water. And iced tea is not necessarily bad for you. An iced green tea, I think, is basically good for you or whatever. And I'm sick. They can't hear you. LaCroix, how is iced tea bad for you? Is iced tea bad for you? Um, I think it is. Is it Why? because it's just like... Um, well, I mean, like a lot of iced tea. If you order it, it's gonna have like fucking tons of sugar and. I, at a restaurant, most iced tea they don't they don't sweeten it. They bring you the sweetener at the at the table. I, I mean, I guess where we live. Yeah. But if you're in fucking, oh, if you're anywhere else, they fucking yeah. oh. If you're in the south, it's yeah, like yeah. that. It's all sweet tea, which is extra sweet. Yeah. Tea. But no, I <laughs> think mineral delicious. water. I'm not a fan. So listen, Topo Chica though. It's the best. The bottle does look cool. I like the logo. Yeah, the bottle looks cool. It's like red and yellow. I don't know what this type is, but it's also awesome. It's, it's just type. It's a type. <laughs> it's a font. That they made up. Yeah, I doubt they made it up. That looks like it's old. Yeah, so I'm sure it has a name. Can you get it at the market? Um. Yeah. I don't know where out here, though. I don't really see it. Oh, the reason why I was going to compare it to... LaCroix or LaCroix, whatever you want to call it, is they also have flavors too. There was a grapefruit one I tried at some fucking, some clothing store actually was handing out. Mm -hmm. You can have whiskey or Topo Chico. I was like, give me that. And they had a grapefruit one that was fucking excellent. The grapefruit LaCroix is by far my most disappointing experience. Yeah, they call it Pamplemousse or whatever. It's just fucking LaCroix. Because as you're smelling it, you're like, this is going to be like a mellow squirt. And then it's nothing like that at all. They have uh, Topo Chico Twist of Lime. Right now, if you live in Texas, you're like, this is no new information. Fuck you. Why are you talking about this? Because a lot of people have never even heard of this mineral water. And it's easily the best kind. You can get them by the case on Amazon, you guys. Oh, um, let's see. Actually, that's a huge case. Twenty-four pack is fifty dollars in <laughs> yeah, the glass shippings uh, in sucks. glass bottles. So yeah, yeah maybe yeah. we don't need. Uh, but they have smaller ones, uh, twenty-ounce plastic bottles. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So they're. I mean, it's good. It's worth a shot. If you're a mineral water drinker, which I've become like a big sparkling water, mineral water person, because I have. I'm so bored with the drink options. Yeah. Like if I go to bars and stuff. Um, so it's either ginger beer or mineral water, and this one is the fucking shit. It's worth buying. It's worth trying. If if you if you like mineral water, get it. Yeah. Um, my. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so crisp and refreshing. My next one. You hear that, Topo Chico? <laughs> you're crisp and you're refreshing. My next one is an artist. 
that I have recently become obsessed with to the point where I spend lots of time on Amazon and eBay trying to hunt down any small books of that where his art appears because oh. he's super dead. Oh, no way. And uh, so it's hard to find. But I bought a poster at a antique store like a few months ago uh-huh. and it was an illustration of like a, a Native American. It's an old poster for like trains. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then I noticed the signature of the artist, so I looked him up, and then I went down a rabbit hole of his art. His name is Winold, <laughs> W-I-N-O-L-D, Winold. Reese, R-E-I-S-S. When you type in Winold, it auto-completes it. Yeah. <laughs> which means there's probably only one Winold. So he may be the only Winold. A German-born artist. Yep. He died in 1953. He's a German-born artist, but he came to America. And graphic designer. Yeah. I want to get his graphic design book, but it's fucking expensive. Because he was, I think he was sort of famous in his day to Uh the point where he had shows and stuff and kind of was popular, but not the kind of famous to where there's like a huge like coffee table compendium book of his work. So he has lots of little books. Yeah. But what he's most famous for is these two things he did where he did this book called Survey Graphic Harlem. It was called Harlem Mecca of the New Negro. It came out in March 1925. That's why the word Negro was used. Right. But he did uh, portraits of like uh, like black authors and stuff. And then that's one of the main things he's famous for. And then he's famous for the series of portraits he did of the Blackfeet Indians over the and that's what we're used for a lot of these railroad posters. Really? And this dude is fucking epic. When it comes to a portrait, this motherfucker nails it. And what's cool what's interesting what I like about him is he does um he works in pastels. Like they're like watercolor and pastel. Yeah. So they're super lively and the colors are like super, super bright. But the they're just kind of simple portraits, but they're fucking dope. He's so rad. Like, I wish there was way... I wish someone would make, like, a definitive book of his work. But I don't know there's enough interest in him out there. Wow, these are cool. Yeah. And then I found... Like, I've bought all these little catalogs of his, which they range in price on Amazon for from, like, 10 bucks to, like, 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. But then he did this series of portraits. So the, the Some of the Blackfeet Indian portraits come in this, like... Some company printed them loose, so they're, like, all separate. Yeah. And you can buy, like, all of them. I think in total there's 18 of them, and those are out there. Those range in price like crazy. Like, the one I found was, like, 30 bucks, but then some some people have, like, a perfect, like, new old stock set of them that they want, like, hundreds of dollars for. Oh, okay. But there's lots of... There, there's also lots of incomplete sets out there where they'll just have, like, 10 or 15. But he's really rad. And also, if you draw... He's good to look at because you can kind of learn from him because you can kind of see what he's doing. Yeah. Like you can see the direction of his like drawing strokes and stuff. And also there's great, he's great to steal color ideas from because he's just using all this color and using it really, really well. I have this job right now where I have to do these portraits and I'm ripping him off like crazy. (laughs) Just like the colors and the backgrounds and like kind of how he approaches these people. It's just like he's rad. Yeah, these are really cool. Yeah. Blackfeet Indian. And you, I mean, if you Google image him, tons of stuff comes up. Yeah. 
And there's like a few books. Make sure when you're looking at the books, though, read whatever reviews. Because some of his books, because they were printed in like the 50s and 60s, there's not a lot of color prints in them. So you can, it's a little disappointing. Like one of the books I have is very short on color prints. But I found a catalog. The catalog that I found that has the most color in it is this, it's from like a show they had of him. It's called Native Faces, Winold Reese. The show was in 1997 after he was long dead. Yeah. At a gallery called Thomas Nygaard Gallery. I don't know how much I paid for this one. This one may have been like 40 bucks. Wow. But it, it's it got the most color prints in it. And then the Blackfeet Indians book, which wasn't hard to find this online. One's, this one's really cool. Yeah, it's that one has of tons color. of color in it. Like full color images, like a ton of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tough to find prints of the Harlem portraits he did in color. This reminds me of that Southwest artist guy that whose yeah. gallery you went to. Yeah, I, I guarantee he looks at this dude a little oh, bit yeah. too. What cheeks. was that guy's name? Uh, Logan Maxwell Hagig. That's right. That's oh. a good one to follow on Instagram. Yeah, his Instagram's amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. But this dude could really, really draw. And I like that he like was traveling around and taking pictures and then doing, you know, did this these huge series. so awesome. There's like 20 of these. Just yeah, like and that's what like... Portraits of... The, the, like, the, the prints of those where they come in like the loose prints. You can... You want to talk... People ask me sometimes like, what, you know, I want to hang art in my house, but I don't want to spend a ton of money. Like the 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 set of prints I got, which I think I paid 30 bucks uh-huh. for the set of 18. Like I could... Fr- and, they're, and they're eight and a half by 11 or nine by 12. So you can frame them super simple and cheap. Yeah. They would look awesome on a wall. You could feel like, you know, you, that's like a whole room decorated, you know? That's cool. Yeah. Winold Reese. Winold Reese. He's rad. I like, like I that. wish he was more famous. Like, I wish I had seen this stuff when I was in art school. He probably will be. But I don't know. He's super dead. <laughs> like, I can't find any of the original. I was curious. Like, I wonder how much the originals cost, which yeah. I can't find any of them. They're probably in the thousands of dollars. But, like, I don't see any of them for sale out there. A lot of these guys literally just threw stuff away. Wow. Especially, like, illustration job stuff. Like, you kind of end up just... If the person who paid you to do it doesn't want the original, you stick it in a drawer, and then it ends up just getting thrown away. Right. You know what you shouldn't throw away is your opportunity to buy a case of Topo Chico mineral water. Trying to get them as sponsors. <laughs> I just realized that we need them as sponsors. Because like every ta- every sip tastes like ice cold water, even though it's not cold. It has that right crumbles? Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so yeah, Winnold Reese. See, I like that idea of buying, finding like a mid level artist. Yeah, who was rad. as far as as far as popularity, not talent, but like a mid level, and then buying a few prints and then framing them on the cheap, and then having that look really cool yeah. in a living room. One of his books I have is called "To Color America," and again, it's not long on color prints, but it has more of um, some of the other. It's it's not just like primarily the Native American portraits. It has some of the like Harlem stuff, which is really rad. And but again, it's not a ton of color prints. Has like some, but this one was a little cheaper. Yeah. So yeah. what's an example of like another artist where you could do that? Where you could go find <sighs> cool prints, get them framed, um, and then people will go, "Whoa, you're in a rad." Any shit. famous? You know, where's a great resource to find artists like that? There's a magazine called Illustration. It's just called yeah. Illustration Magazine, yeah. and it's full of just 
famous illustrators have tons of stuff like that where they did like companies back in the 30s and 40s would do these like weird runs of prints where they do like jc pennies would do like a set of norman rockwell prints or sears or something like that okay yeah so like uh norman rockwell's an easy guy to do that with or jc liondecker is a good one it's a great name J.C. Leyendecker, the best illustrator ever, in my opinion. He was uh, Norman Rockwell's hero. J.C. Leyendecker sounds like the name of an NFL quarterback. Yeah. Doesn't it? <laughs> he did tons of football players. Did he really? Yeah. That's funny. He invented the New Year's baby. What? Yeah. He invented the New Year's baby on the cover of the Saturday Evening Post. He's an easy one to collect because he did tons of Saturday Evening Post covers, and then you can buy... Tons of people sell like just the cover, an old cover of Saturday Evening Post that you can buy for like twenty five bucks and frame that. That's a good one. That's a good one. He's he's super baller. Yeah, his uh, go to his like Wikipedia. There's like a bunch of his uh, his covers. Yeah, like some some of his more famous ones. Yeah, or I also love um, what's it called? NCYF. He's a good one. That's an illustrator that he was he was famous enough in his day to where lots of stuff was made of his art. Let's see why he was famous for pirates and stuff like that. And then he, I believe, he birthed Andrew Wyeth, the famous artist. Dean Cornwell, that's a good one to collect. Well, there's not a lot of his stuff on... N.C. Wyeth? On his Wikipedia, sorry. Oh, yeah. I'm sure if I click images, I'll be... And Wikipedia in- for illustrators isn't great because all these guys did were born, they drew a shit ton of stuff, and then they died, and there was no internet back then, so... Well, I'm saying, like, people upload images, like, that yeah. they would get on, onto Wikipedia, but not, not for all these guys. Yeah. But uh, J.C. Leindecker had some on his... J.C. Leindecker had 10, because he did... 240 some odd uh, Saturday evening post covers. Damn. You want to talk ability to draw. That guy draws better. I mean, it's because it's not like you can get a baby to hold still while they, while they fucking (laughs) right. Like this dude was inventing like energetic figures. The guy was crazy good. This football player one is really cool. Yeah. His, his figure paintings are his dude. He was the shit. It's really cool. And the way I don't I, like I it's hard to learn from him because you could tell he could he could paint really fast. He was really incredible. I mean he was Norman Rockwell's hero. Oh really? Yeah. He invented uh, the arrow shirt collar man, which is uh rumored to be based on his male lover, his longtime male wait, lover. He produced the what? The arrow shirt collar man was like the logo kind of like the mascot of arrow shirt collars which i guess back then you wore a shirt and the collar was like separate kind of mm-hmm. so but and the arrow shirt collar man was so handsome even though it was a made-up character it used to get fan mail from women oh i see it right here yeah arrow collars and shirts that's funny yeah it wasn't even a real person no but i guess it was based on his um wow. his long-term partner Crazy. Lion Decker was the shit. And he had a brother who could draw really well too, but he was so famous. But again, like towards the end, like after he died, I guess the, his 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 long-term partner kind of managed the estate and like tons of paintings were just thrown away. 
Because they were, you know, what are you going to do with fucking 500 canvases? And during a time when no one gave a shit about that kind of illustration, in the 60s and 70s and 80s, all these guys were considered like super corny. So like people didn't want that stuff. And so a lot of it got like given away. So funny how tastes change. Yeah. Something people are like, this is outdated garbage there's a fame 40 years i, I always <laughs> blank on his name but there was a famous illustrator who brought in like 50 of his paintings to this uh uh, uh art supply store in the valley called carter sexton and was like can i just give you these paintings for paint i'll trade you <laughs> and so and when i was in college i had this one Whoa. teacher was like you guys all have to go to carter sexton and to look at the walls yeah. to look at this guy because this guy was famous in the 50s he actually had a line of like how to paint heads and horses like he, and so you'd go and they're not there anymore which I don't I'm not sure why but literally they're like none of these are for sale don't even ask but they are masterpieces <laughs> but they were just you know magazine jobs he had and then he had stacks and stacks and stacks of them and didn't know what to do with it all and he was wow. like I'll trade you this art for paint and brushes that's and, insane what was the guy's name the artist I can't remember I always blink on his name but he's incredible wow. I think it was Andrew or something guys jumpstart your memory with a Topo Chico mineral water <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> But yeah, those three guys. Dean Cornwell is great. I love Dean Cornwell. They call him the Dean of Illustration. <laughs> he did tons of public murals and stuff. Let's Could draw up. his ass off. Dean Cornwell. American Art Archive. I think I recommended him on another episode. Yeah, an incense from it. Whoa, these are super cool. He's a fucking... I mean, these guys could... These, these illustrators back then... You know could, what they're not doing? Fucking around. They could draw, draw, draw. Damn. But Illustration Magazine is cool, and it's a great resource for finding lots and lots of artists that you, you're you not going to see in museums. You're not going to hear about in art magazines. But if you like, you know, traditional drawing and painting, these these people back then were crazy good. Crazy, crazy good. Incredible. And they don't get a lot of credit necessarily, you know? Oh, dude, he's the shit. That's insane. I look at him all the time as reference for just it's crazy drawing. how like someone can be so good and and they're just not like publicly. He was famous. Well he was very famous in his time, you know, when mag because magazines back then were very big. He was very famous and successful back then, but now you know that kind of painting isn't necessarily well regarded by the the mainstream high end art world. Right. So you know. He gets guys, people like that get a little forgotten, but in art schools, in the illustration departments, they're not because, you know, figure drawing is still a very important step in becoming an artist, at least in, if you want to be an illustrator. Mm -hmm. So they still get talked about, which is cool. Wow. Yeah. He was the shit. But are those guys having like a resurgence in popularity? Drawing is having a resurgence, like kind of, uh, it's like a, the, the, the response to like, uh, computer design and graphic art. Well, also, uh, from what I hear, websites now, because magazine, because websites are so important to business, right. having a good website is so important, mm-hmm. getting people to like actually look at web content with kind of shitty clip art doesn't work anymore. Right. So websites have actually started paying illustrators decent money, I guess, wow. a little bit for good illustration. So good illustrations are kind of coming back a little. That's you still cool. get paid garbage by magazines, right. but people want, they want good looking stuff and you can't, there's no real shortcuts. And they're, I think they're tired of the computer stuff. It's very disposable. Yeah, you, got, you just get 
bored of looking at that and with like how low they must be paying people like the quality can't the quality be is literally garbage because it's like they're paying someone with basic level design yeah, 100, 100 skills 200 bucks 200 bucks it's, it's like, literally not that. worth your time to do it and no one's stopping to go have you seen the illustration yeah on blank.com yeah so now that's good good you know being able to draw well I mean, I have a job right now that's a very labor-intensive, like, series of portraits that take a long time, and the guy's paying me respectfully. Is it for, like, an online publication? No, it's for a musician. He's doing, like, this project where he's making, it like, a record based in part on the work of these, like, inventors. So he wants portraits of all these inventors. Interesting. But they're, you know, they're... Are musicians doing this? Mm Mm-hmm. Not allowed to say who that is. Well, I figured. Yeah. But yeah, it should um, be cool. But he's well, like, cool. you know, like, successful enough to where he's like, here's the budget for it. And I was like, word, I will definitely do that. But yeah, good drawing is, is to a certain degree coming back. Because it's hard to stand out. There's so many people doing so much shit around the world that in order to get people to stop and look at something, the quality has to be pretty high. Well, take that home with you, illustrators. Yeah. Your art's not dead. No. It, that's the fun painting dies like every 10 years yeah. <laughs> it's the dumbest and then it's like just a cycle yeah 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 look at the glass half full what's your next one of Topo Chico mineral water okay <laughs> um my next one I, I just realized how much of this Winnold Reese stuff I bought I spent a fuck that's not that much five yeah one. but not some of that stuff wasn't cheap oh it's weird like these little ones like these this was like as much as this book I don't know which one I want to... Let me do this one, because this one involves an unboxing. Oh, did you open it yet? No. I just... I picked it up on the way here. It just came in the mail. Um, I'm going to put the mic down. <laughs> I'm humming a preview of my next recommendation. <laughs> Jeez. Did you get this from Amazon? That looks like Amazon uh, packaging. Amazon, we've won. That should be their slogan. You're stuck with us. So long, it's long, pretty fancy looking box. It looks like the proper length for a knife, perhaps. Like a cutting knife. A high quality, like a, you know, like a Ginsu serrated Cutco. Is it? It's also wristwatch length. Oh, I'm smart. Did you buy a wristwatch? I can't see. Oh, yes. The Timex with Tom Snyder edition. Damn straight. Yeah. Um, God, that actually looks cooler in person. Well, that's the hope. Watches yeah. don't photograph terribly well. They're very hard to photograph. So watches routinely look better in person yeah. than they do in pictures. And it's hard to tell the size on top of that. It's 40 millim? Let me see. Hold well, on. In, Show in it a, to me. In a photo. That's 42. Where's the 40? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> that looks... Say? I can't tell. It's tough with a round watch... Yeah. That 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 is that circular. They look bigger than they actually are. It's beautiful. Timex, you guys, has done it. They did this before. They had to redo it because they ran out so fast. Yeah, it did so well. They sold out in under a day. Yeah, because I think they only made a few hundred the first time. Yeah. 
I don't understand necessarily who Todd Snyder is. <laughs> He's a designer. But is he like Paul Frank or like, um, is there another Todd? There's a, there's a Tom Ford. Tom Ford. Todd Snyder. He's kind of like Todd. in that. And he sort of does that kind of stuff. like Furniture and kinda, stuff? No, no. Like clothing. Like kind of like upscale-ish. Like okay. modern, modern does male do, Does Todd Snyder do ties? Too. Let me see it. He does... Uh, he does some ties. It um, is kind of heavy. Yeah. Timex Mod Watch Archive Collection. Original issue circa 1970s. Yeah. Timex Collaboration Tom Snyder. Has a cool box. It is the exact same size as my Shinola that I'm wearing. Why do you have a Shinola? I thought you didn't like Shinola. No, I, I came around to them and it was a gift. And I wanted an all black watch. Did you come around because after you got it and you're like, no. you know what? This in half bad. No, I had come around to him because uh, the girl used to work at the Shinola store. So I would go there and I'd be like, you know what? I kind of like these. Aesthetically, I've always liked them. I thought they're, I've always thought they were decent looking. But they're like, because it's because who makes them and however priced they are, you didn't like them? Uh, it was more just I don't usually get a quartz movement watch. Right. I've, I rarely own a quartz movement watch. But I I know they're making a manual one reasonably soon. Okay. But I don't know if I'll buy it or not. Because it'll be... I think it'll be kind of high. It'll be a little high. Yeah. But this Timex is... Nice. For what it is. It's it's, beefy. Yeah. It comes with a good NATO strap, I'll be honest with you. Now, my only problem with these NATOs is they're too long for me. I don't like doing the fold over. Yeah, I'm not crazy about that either. So I usually cut them. I usually trim them so they're just like a normal length strap. Right. The dial of this is dope. I don't know why I'm um, doing your recommendation. Because <laughs> you know more about watches. <laughs> but yeah, it's got a bullseye dial with lots of numbers on it. So if you go to toddsnyder.com, collections, watches, um, there are a few. So my recommendation isn't exactly this specific watch. It is if you are like, if you're like me instead of Kevin and you're, you know, you're not like, uh, like into the higher end watches or can't like can't can't get one yet. I have several cheap watches. Um I recommend and if you don't care about having like a manual, you know, movement or whatever. Right. Um there's certain comp like so if you go to like Todd Snyder or if you even go to like J. Crew or like places like that, they will usually collaborate on a watch with a maker like Timex that like they're nothing fancy but they're reliable watches and they'll just make them look cool. So you can get away with spending under a hundred or 150 or even like 75 on a watch that someone will look at and assume is like three or $400. I've noticed actually, I've noticed a lot of watches lately where I'm like, Oh, it's a nice watch. And as I get close, it's a Timex. Yeah. Yeah. It's just some regular Timex has gotten their design department, right? Yeah. They're collaborating with the right people. Yeah. I think even after, like, I think what they do now is they collaborate with someone and then they rip them off a little after the fact. Oh, really? They're like, oh, that did really well. Let's make some more that look like that. Timex has a lot of really great simple watches right now. The Timex Waterbury. That's a cool one. Have you seen that one before? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's they're a- just simple. They they remind you of the old military watches. This one's yeah. got a nice, big, beefy crown. Yeah. The lugs, it's got a good shape. Like the lug, this is pretty solid steel, to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. The lug, the, the it's a shape. good watch. The shape of the watch is good. You could put it on a on a on an old leather strap. This NATO will look good. Yeah. But it's nice. I love a little bit of red. 
in a watch. Yeah, I do too. I also love a white dial. So clear. Yeah, Timex is doing... It's doing got a, cool sw- a really sweet arrow second hand too. But they're also at Todd Snyder. They're doing a uh, Timex uh, Red Wing collaboration. Oh. So the strap is uh, Red Wing leather. Oh. Yeah. Um, that's very cool. I'm setting it because it wasn't right. I wonder if it was set to where it was made in the Philippines. That's funny. Probably. How many hours ahead is the Philippines right now? Uh, let's see. Is that where it was made, Philippines? I believe so. Strap mo- movement was made Philippines. in the Philippines, so that means the watch was assembled in the Philippines, probably. Right now it is seven a.m. Nope. What was it set to? Eleven. Eleven a.m. It was set to eleven. I don't know if it was eleven p.m. or a.m. Oh yeah, who could tell? Fuck. The back looks cool. It says Timex Big. Nice stamped back. Number. Oh, you got a number. You got a number. Where That's is it? We- eleven a.m. right now. World clock. It says 34N. I wonder if that's number 34 or is that the kind of battery? 60 meters. That means you can go. It's water resistant up to 60 meters. That's good. That means you don't have to take it off when you go swimming. Well, that's cool. I probably stainless, still will. <laughs> stainless steel back. Yeah. This is a good. This is good. Yeah. I almost bought one when I saw it, but it was these are. it's a pinch too big for me. Yeah, I like the size because it's just just big enough for me. But it doesn't like look. I don't, I bet you it won't wear big. Yeah, I don't think it will. It's tall though. Are you gonna get a different strap? No, I might leave this one on here for now. Because these ones usually end up like falling apart. Uh, they just get dirty. Yeah, but you can wash them. Yeah, that's true. Like I've washed them just with dish soap. Uh, to people who maybe want to buy a NATO strap, don't ever buy NATO straps from a watch store. They'll rip you off. Buy them online. There are people who have, you can buy them online so cheap. And your, your color options are like through the roof. Yeah, online. and just figure out the right width and then buy them online. But like when you go to a watch store, they're going to charge you $30 for what cost them five and you can find them for like 12 bucks. And buy lots of them. It's it's fun. You can match your shoes. Yeah. Who else is making cheap watches right now that I like? The strap is actually not. Oh, it is. Nice. It's the right length. Yeah, they actually they. Oh, good. I'm sure they heard. They've heard people's complaints. That about That fold over NATO thing it's is too dumb. much. Well, because they weren't meant. To, the reason people originally wore NATOs was at the astronauts because they wore them on the outside of their fucking spacesuit. Uh, so they had to be. Like yeah, they had crazy. to be really, really long. So, but they're not. That folding over look looks clunky to me. So I always cut them. Yeah, that does not look too big at all. That no. is a nice looking watch. Yeah. Bullseye dials are sweet. It's hard so to find. Cool. Like Omega made a bullseye dial. Uh Rolex makes a bullseye dial for the date just. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah, Timex is making good watch. But like go to those clothing companies that you where you like their clothes that kind of those like all men's everything places like kind of like J crew. So if they do a bunch, they just do like men's wardrobe stuff. Look at their watch departments yeah. because a lot of those guys are collaborating with like watchmakers uh, and just putting out cool looking watches that are like very affordable. 
And then if you leave in a hotel or something on accident, you're not yeah. going to fucking lose your shit that your $1,200 whatever Jesus. watch is gone forever. Because it will be gone forever. No one's turning in that watch. I never wear a nice watch when I but travel. Yeah, I have a Timex Weekender that I've had for years. and it, Very popular. And I put a leather strap on it. And mm-hmm. fucking ever since I did, like a few years ago, people are like, what kind of watch is that? Where is it? But before I had one of those like NATO straps. Just a strap. No one ever mentioned it. And it was a $27 watch. Yeah eBay is still a great place to buy cheap watches. I still am looking for a, a diver watch. A Seiko any, diver. Oh, a Seiko diver? Yeah. I'm which, still trying to find the right one. What do you, which one, what well, do you I want, want to look like? one with like, you know how like the, what do you call them? The bezel? Fuzzy? No, not the bezel, but the, the, the dots on the, where, below the numbers or uh-huh. where the numbers would be. The markers. The markers. Um, uh, I want them like square, not circular. Oh, uh, so those are harder to find. Yeah, those are harder to find. Those that's seventies, or was it circular, not square? It's whatever the. Well, the one you got has square ones, right? No, 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 no. Um, that wasn't a diver watch. Oh, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just gotta look all the time. I know it's fucking. Yeah, I think it's square because the new ones are all circular. Seiko Diver Vintage. Yeah, the new ones are all circular for the most part that I, I think so. And I wouldn't even be opposed to a new one, but like I want it to like look cool. But Yeah. I They the made... Fuck. Seiko, the problem, Seiko makes so many watches. Yeah. It's kind of hard to keep track of what they have to offer. And there's the Grand Seiko. It's a whole thing. It really is. But the new ones are like 200 Yeah. The new dive ones are great. They're a great value. And they are indestructible. Yeah, it's pretty My cool. only problem is you can't wind them by hand. You have to shake them. Which really? Which I find annoying. Yeah, because they're automatic. So you, can, you the crown doesn't wind the watch. So What's wrong like, with that, though? Yeah, it's annoying to do this. <laughs> oh, you can't just shake it on your wrist? I mean, you can, but sometimes I've done that where you shake it, it starts it, but then if you don't move around enough, it dies again. Yeah, that's the one I have does that. Yeah, so it'll you be, have to like get it and shake it for like a really long time. If you wear it for two days, it'll like it'll yeah, stay it'll, for another two or yeah. whatever. But if you only wear it for one day, it's just I'd like, rather just like get a watch and wind it a million times, and then it lasts me for a while. How long does it last if you wind it for like 10 minutes? A while, like days and days and days. And then you why. wear it. Huh. Yeah. Uh, you know what I don't like about the divers? Uh, the the Pepsi one. Oh, I love that one. I don't like that. Co- like that red and blue is just like. You got to see it in the right context. I've seen it in person. It could look cool if you're wearing a suit. See, I think it looks great with denim. I don't know. Red and blue. The Pepsi bezels. I'm a huge Pepsi bezel I fan. I don't. I never like that. That's the one I think I'm going to get. Really? Yeah. I, fo- well, I follow some like, there's like a, you know, like a kind of self-edge type store in Long Beach that I follow. I forget the name of it. Is it? But the dude uh, always posts pictures of his himself and he wears a Pepsi Seiko diver. Right. And he looks fucking cool. Really? Yeah. Also, you can change, you can buy separate bezels. And just oh. pop them out. You just need a knife. There's really not a lot on Amazon, which is kind of weird. Of what? Old ones? Oh, wait. I'm, I should be looking on eBay. Yeah, if you want old ones, eBay. What the Ama- fuck was I thinking? Amazon doesn't have it's old because ones. because I've gone to Amazon like 10 times today. Yeah. I'm like, why don't they sell vintage? Because they don't sell vintage anything. Yeah. Um, 
Amazon sells old books. Yeah, that's true. Seiko yeah. Diver. Boom! It's going to be like a trillion. There's now. a lot. Yeah, I'm not... Maybe the old Pepsi ones. I had an old Pepsi one. that one actually looks pretty cool because it's not... That's actually pretty cool. That didn't look that old. That's going to be 90s. But I'm talking about compared to like a brand new one. Yeah. They're... The red and the blue is just as more of it. Yeah. Which I don't like, but that's that's yeah. not bad. I would do that one. Careful with those. The sizes vary, so make sure you're getting the right size because they make a big one and a small one. So I would want to go over 42. You're looking for the 42 millimeter one. Vintage Seiko, medium. Medium? Why would they? There's They make a lot of watches, dude. <laughs> There's like a 37 and like a fucking 42. No, but the listing as medium as opposed to the actual millimeter. Oh, yeah. It's kind of weird. I've never seen that. Whoa. 475 fucking dollars. For which one? Let me see. Vintage Seiko 6309740 Diver 150 millimeter quartz conversion. Quartz conversion? That's weird. Yeah, no. The fuck? Who would want $500 for that fucking You can thing? buy that thing new at the mall. Yeah, for like $170. You can buy, the, you can buy a Seiko Diver at the mall. Yeah, I've seen a few. And I'm like, if I can't find a good old one, just get a... Fucking new one. Go the new ones rub are, it against a brick wall for a little bit, and you're like, "Yeah, this is all." New this is ones are badass, man. Okay, enough, uh, enough. We can say because we did, uh, we did that once already. Which I think a couple of people, yeah, were like, "Hey, I bought a watch." Oh, yeah. one girl was like, "I bought my husband." Uh, she's like, "I found a great oh, really? birthday gift for him." Yeah. Oh. She sent. I, th- I feel like she sent both of us the message. Where? I can't remember. Oh. But she was like, "I I bought. I was looking for a birthday gift for my husband, and I bought him a." Uh, Oh, bought him cool. a watch off one that last one we did by finding cool vintage watches oh. i mean not the last episode but the last one when we talked about that but yeah it turns out like you're like yeah that would be a good like father's day or like yeah. boyfriend or, or whatever gift because they look cool and they're not expensive yeah and who's ever fucking hated a watch nobody nobody um so yeah uh my last one is is an album <laughs> From the 90s. Oh, shit. By a little band called, called the Crash, Crash Test, Test Dummies. Dummies. <laughs> <laughs> it's called God Shuffled His Feet. And I don't even know if it's good or not, but I know what? I love it. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm like fucking listening to it a ton. Okay. You may remember the hit from that album, Mm-hmm, Mm-hmm, which sounds ridiculous at first, but that shit is good. That album's good. It's very 90s, and why that recommendation? Because I love it. Because there's so many 90s albums. There's so like what 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 was it about that album that like I remember it had to have come back in your life. Recently. I remember liking. Well, I liked it back then. I right, don't yeah. remember how I liked it back then, but me and my friend Joey listened to that record a lot for like months. Right, but recently, but re- I don't. I think I must have heard it in a movie or something, and I was like. Oh yeah, I used to love that album, and then I was like, I wonder if I still would like it if I listened to it. So I downloaded it, uh, I bought it on iTunes, and then I was like, yeah, I still like this record. And it's, I don't know, it, I can't, I don't even know objectively how good it is. It's it's like very '90s where it like parts of it feel a little overproduced, and there's like unnecessary violins and shit. But it's kind of good. It's so sincere. Let's listen to the title track. Yeah. Classic 90s scratching record intro. 
classic weathered sounding start. This could be the start of so many 90s hits. Obscure kind of organ sound for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Bring it. Okay. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's the crash test dummy sound, if you're not familiar. His uh, voice is very specific, and you may not like it, but I think it's good. <laughs> he made a choice. He did. I mean, maybe it was the only choice he had. Yeah, if you're looking for a record that is different than all your other records, and you're old enough, there's no way if you're young, you're going to like this now. Right. Like, you're not going to get into Crash Test Dummies all of a sudden. But if you're over 35 or 33, even... Revisit the Crash Test Give Dummies. Give the Crash... Go back. Yeah, go back. Try it out again. Yeah, I've also been listening to a lot of soul coughing. Oh, soul coughing's great. So you're just listening to bands that have those, like, deep... Well, I, 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 I love Soul Coughing back talk. then, too, and I was like, I wonder if I'll still like this. And I so I got there, like, they have a greatest hits. The album um, El Oso. Yeah, I had that really one. Good. but And, and uh, oh, my girlfriend hates Soul Coughing so much. Really? It's, okay, I like it already, so I don't find it. It's pretty pretentious. Like, it's like spoken word poetry. Kind of. And so if you're not kind of on board, it's very easy to make fun of. To be honest with you, he put out a uh, solo album after Soul Coughing. Yeah, I wonder what happened to that dude because he's pretty. It's really good. He's pretty creative, it seems like. And I wonder if it was like a one man band kind of thing where it was all mostly him, so he's like, I'm going to bounce. Um, wow. He's released 17 albums. Whoa. Relax. He was in another band called Stellar Motel, I guess. Huh. Oh, no, that was a uh, a solo album that he did. Okay. 17 albums? Because there's like, what, well, five soul Studio writers? Live and EPs. Oh, okay. Since 2000, jeez. They, they released three, Ruby Vroom, Irresistible Bliss, and El Oso. Yeah. They're all good. At one point, I had all of them. Damn. Solo discography. Basically an album a year. Wow. Good lord. What's his name? Mike Dotty. Okay. Um yeah, he's uh I like that that first one he put out. I can't remember what it was called. Hottie Melodic. That Brett one. told so me that it, was like f- the fourth one, fourth solo. Yeah. Brett told me in New York he's like, Oh, I used to see his soul coughing at like my friend's apartment. That's like funny. They, when they starting out, because... They were so small, like you could see them anywhere. Like they would play bars. He's like, I used to see, have to go to a soul coughing show. I was like, at once every two weeks. They were just kind of like a New York thing. Right. But yeah, soul coughing and crash test dummies, so you guys. Funny. Get 90s. Get 90s. Yeah, if you want a place to dive in. Because, yeah, they were, I mean, they were good. They were good. Yeah, I may try another crash test dummies record to see if it's also good. <laughs> to see if you. 
if I'm an actual fan or I just like that record. Yeah. That's really fun. The songs are like complete songs. Like they all have their own little like it's not it's not a band that had like a hit and the rest is so weird and different that you're like, what in the fuck even happened? You know? I think his voice was just a little too specific for people to buy into for more than yeah. a couple years. Like the whole album, like yeah. that voice, you'd have to really be into it to be like, <laughs> I'm I'm in. Let's go. But I would definitely go see Crash Test Dummies if they're playing and still, you know, put it out there hard enough. I'd see him if they were, it was like them and two other 90s yeah, bands sure. together. Like Max is the thing, he, yeah, the yeah. tour he was on. Yeah. Um, that'd be cool. Eve Six went on their own tour and it seemed to have gone really well. Why didn't we go to one of the shows? Uh, their show in LA sold out in like 10 seconds. Granted, uh-huh. I could have called, but I didn't know when it was. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I don't think sold out would have been an issue for you. Yeah. No, it wouldn't have been. But uh, <laughs> it seems like they toured the whole country and it kind of went well. Like, Damn it. I, yeah. I wanted to go to that. And they were like on, it wasn't, it wasn't the 90s tour. It was just them. God damn it. Well, good for dates. them. Yeah. Congratulations. This guy's the 90s. Do you have another one? I do a third one. Okay. Uh, and the final one it's this bag backpack yeah it looks like a solid bag dude it is I like it more and more every single day <laughs> I got this bag uh, it's a backpack one of the upright ones it's not a messenger bag right. it's made by a company called Dispatch spelled D-S-P-T-C-H um, yes. don't know why they spell it that way because dis- regular dispatch was definitely taking. Yeah, by who knows what. Um, yeah. But it's, I mean, I don't know dispatch bags. But I don't know. Maybe yeah. they just we're like, fuck it, let's just spell, spell it that way. Um, yeah, they are uh, a San Francisco-based company uh, that does a bunch of different bags, and they're all fucking so good. So they have like a gym bag. They have a, a like a heavy-duty kind of tote bag with like a zipper. Um, they have, uh, a big camera bag. If you're like a photographer, um, they have like a, to a couple different kinds of, uh, camera bags and stuff. Then I have the day pack. Um, so it's basically, it comes in like a bunch of different colors. Mine is like some special edition gray with like gray suede leather at the bottom. And you can pick your own, uh, zipper, Pulls, mm-hmm. like different colors and stuff yeah. um, which is kind of cool and what I love about this thing is that it is very like functional as far as like what is in the pockets on the outside and how many and there's a laptop sleeve on like the inner inner pocket where it meets your back oh. there's a cross strap in the front that's good because laptops where you when you just kind of put them in a bag, it it sucks. Yeah, I mean every bag nowadays has a laptop sleeve, but like I like that it's on the innermost on the inside part where like where it meets your back. Yeah, but there's also I mean obviously still like padding and stuff, so you don't. It's not like you feel it on your back, but it just feels safe. It's out of the way. Yeah, there's like a main compartment um, with like a sleeve in there too, with like a a, a click strap for like uh, a books or magazines or whatever else. And then like a mesh uh, bag on the top part. That's like kind of easy access for like headphones or cables and stuff. And the one on the outside has like a key ring and then like a mesh thing where you can put little things like, like um, like a little charger thing or like chapstick or any little things that you, you don't want like f- just flying around in like the main compartment. And it's just easy to get in and out of. The cross strap is cool. 
uh, for like movement. So it just stays stiff. So what's cool about it, what I like about it is that it's like, uh, it's a backpack and it's like a day bag. So you can just like put enough stuff in it to just get around and do whatever you want. Today. And it's an overnight bag and it's like a weekend bag. Cause it yeah. like, it doesn't look like it. But it looks like you actually quietly fit a lot of shit in there. Yeah, because it stretches. See these straps on the side? Yeah. Like you can pull those in so it like minimizes the bag, but you can also loosen them. And this thing like, I mean, it really like stretches pretty wide out there. Yeah. I can fit three or four days of clothes in there. So like if you, so I do a lot of like road gigs that are like, I'm gone for three days. But what I'll do is I'll just wear one pair of jeans. Yes. And then like boots or something. And then it's t-shirts, a jacket, socks and underwear, a toiletry bag, and my computer and a book and whatever else. And all that shit can fit in here. So I don't need a carry-on. I don't need anything. It's just that bag on my back. It doesn't feel heavy. Like the support is nice. It's fucking changed the way. That's good carry-on size too. Well, it fits under your seat too. Yeah. So it, even full of all that stuff I just said still fits under your seat or in, in the overhead. But yeah. either way, you've eliminated a roller bag um, and it looks fucking cool. You know, I'm one of those geeks with a roller bag. And what's great is it has the, the strap on top so you can yeah, lift yeah, it. Yeah. I hate when a bag does not have that. So you yeah. always have to grab it by the, the, the shoulder Strap. Yeah, when you're in line waiting to go to security, it yeah. sucks to put on your back. Yeah, when you take it off, you can like. I mean, it's it's a really really good bag. They're affordable. They're very well made. Lifetime guarantee. Mm. Um, it's the store. If you live in San Francisco, it's on uh, Valencia, a few doors down from uh, from Self Edge. Um, so hop over to Self Edge. Say hi to Kia. Um, grab a pair of jeans. Uh, <laughs> put those jeans on, walk over to dispatch, get a bag. Um, they also have a smaller version. Just it's called the book pack. So that's like what it sounds like. It's a book bag. It looks like a really cool futuristic Jansport, (laughs) uh, a regular shoulder bag, uh, a waist bag for if you're a cyclist. Oh, this is also a good bag for biking. Oh, okay. Because the shoulder straps you can pull in, it sits high, and then that cross strap, yeah, yeah, yeah. that thing's not going anywhere. Right. So you're biking and moving back and forth. That bag is like is is tightly on you. So it's just good for everything. And I've been looking for a bag that will do that. And if you want a bag that's even bigger, that'll carry even more. If you want to travel for like a week, uh, they have one called the Ruck Pack, um, and that's a good one too. It looks similar to that, but it's got one of those top cover ones so you can fit way more. It's just like a bigger bag. The volume is much more. Um, but the stuff is good. It's very well made. Uh, dispatch, DSP, TCH, uh, San Francisco based. Good dudes over there. Um, check them out. Get a bag. They don't sponsor us, but tell them uh, tell them we sent you. Yeah. Uh, we slash self edge because I found out about them through <laughs> through them. Oh, okay. Uh, neighborhoods, man, they help each other out up there. Okay, that's, that's it. it, nerds. That's it, losers. No, you're not losers. Go we love you. Go spend all your money. Uh, go spend all your money on everything we just said and uh, celebrate with a Topo Chico <laughs> mineral water. Okay, we'll see you next week. <laughs>